right, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Letco Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Letco and All right, Josh, you're fired. <laughs> Don't adjust your stereo. That was just <laughs> the sound quality from us here at Bleacher Report. Oh, you're using the curse early. Huh? Early. Really early. Oh, that's great. Oh, so I don't know what Josh did, but the technology bug is bitten them, boys. Yep, we're a technology company. We're a technology. That should be one that we res- we save from Sims. Welcome to the Sims and Lefko podcast. This is your friendly neighborhood firefighter, Adam Lefko. You, my friend, are your lovely little ladybug, Chris Sims. <laughs> Thanks for making me a lady. I do like ladybugs. Do you? Yeah. Josh Fendrick, you're everyone's favorite flannel-wearing foe. Thank you. Uh, how did it go with uh, your girlfriend and the parents? It went fantastic. Went really great. Didn't they say that they they listened to the podcast? Well, she met my mom, but then after that, I found out that yeah, her... Yeah, Fendrix's girlfriend's parents listened to the her podcast. Her parents are now listening to the podcast. What's, I, what are their names? Uh, I'm not going to out them on the podcast. Come on. Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Fendrick's girlfriend's parents. Oh, go, don't worry. Great. We're going to say plenty of things that will make you think twice about Joshua <laughs> when it's all said and done. Oh, we boy. have an absolute <laughs> jam-packed episode of the podcast. Here you were thinking all we do is talk football. We are multi-talented. We are in inspirational and we will take you where you need to go coming up in about five ten minutes the one the only rick buker was on my television set every day in my childhood as an nba reporter for espn been working for bleach report now for a few years i talk to him all the time we want to talk some hoops also steven nelson going to come in drop it low and also we're going to play a game called mistaken idioms with chris sims earlier today we were doing a video and uh, good old Chris Sims says, oh, they're going to come in there guns a-blazing. And I went, I don't think it's guns a-blazing. It's guns blazing. And we had a little argument. Right. I won. And I found 25 commonly mistaken idioms. I'll only pick the best ones to see if Chris actually knows which one it is. I'll give you a little sample. Is it nip it in the butt or nip it in the bud? It's nip it in the bud. Yeah, he's one for one. That's really... Guns a- a-blazing. You just haven't been south of the mason Dick. I'll tell you what, man. I came in there guns a-blazing. <laughs> All right. Is it I could care less or I couldn't care less? I couldn't care less. All right. I believe he is two for two. One more before we hit this later. Is it you've got another thing coming or you've got another think coming? That's stupid. That one doesn't count. I mean, yep, yep. Uh, Great preparation. Is you. it on accident or by accident? That happened on accident. That happened by accident. By accident. And the correct answer is... Kid can't even read. (laughs) It doesn't give me the correct answer. (laughs) But not on accident. So it is by accident. Oh, thank you. Did you get it right? So, yeah. So far, you, Lefko, and our producer, Josh, are really... I'll tell you what. I even tried to get him with the messed up words. And, like, he's so bad. And then the podcast comes on, and he becomes clear and smart. And we did this a couple weeks ago with uh, the football player names. Yeah, that's what I just said. You just said messed up words. You're messing up. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's not what you said at all. (laughs) Shut up. Oh, this fucking podcast. All right, so we're going to get to it. But I have a question that I think has been on my mind. You think I'm crazy for it. I'm going to ask Buker. So, Fendrick, when you're ready, go outside and, and get ready. Is <laughs> Here's my question. It's preposterous. Is it? Yes. In sports and in life, something happens over time. 
it fades away and we miss it more. Right. If you have a girlfriend and you've been broken up for two weeks and you start you start getting lonely, you forget all the things you fight about and you only remember the good times. Same thing happens in sports with legacies. In 50 years from now, we talked about it with Tom Brady. Tom Brady will be the greatest quarterback ever and no one will remember the, the issues he had throwing the ball downfield or the fact that he had Bill Belichick. All we're going to remember is statistics. Right. But I also think that there can be that perfect blend of magical moment and great statistics. Michael Jordan is the ultimate. Michael Jordan has the six for six. Six NBA titles, hard to compete. Six NBA Finals MVPs in those years. Plus, he came around in the 90s when he was on television every Sunday. And thank you, John Tesh, for creating that song. And so all of his big moments were always on television. Right. Then he does Space Jam. He does Haynes commercials. He does every commercial that I feel like he did became a huge hit. Okay. Right. Yep. Then he retires and his shoe company, Jordan, is like the highest selling shoe company ever. We're talking first retirement that he came back? Are we talking? Actually, throughout his career, the Jordan brand was always popular. It kicked butt. It kicked butt. Right. You were a huge Jordan fan, I can imagine. Still am, yeah. yes. But after his career, he never did interviews. He right. never was in the public eye. Right. And Michael Jordan, his legacy is insane. Right. It's the only sport, I think, that when you start debating who is the best ever, people can literally go Jordan, and then they go, let's move on to football. You're exactly right. Let's move on to basketball. Right. And I think the part of it's because in the NBA, there's only five positions. In the NFL, you have 11 on each side. Right. Um, but, you know, maybe NHL with Gretzky. Maybe it's the closest in terms of one guy is it. I, I just got to ask, is it possible that Michael Jordan is a little overrated? Is it possible? I don't think so. Okay. He's the only one I'm comfortable with saying in all of sports that he's the greatest. It's interesting to me because... And maybe Muhammad Ali. I, the reason I started to think about this, Muhammad Ali for sure. Yeah. I don't think there's a debate. The reason I, I bring it up is because um, w- Tom Brady hit number four, and everyone's like, he's the best. He's got four. He's got the best. Bill Russell's got 11. Right. And then the one guy that I'm going to bring up is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. So I, what you're saying, though, is I kind of sparked this thought in your head with my whole Brady-Jordan that you're going to at least give me credit for that, right? All right. Well, we're, well I don't remember. Well, I was saying I'm I don't only... like to give you credit for anything. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, but we talked people. You heard people asking me about is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback ever? Right. And I said I can only say one guy I know for right. sure that was the greatest, and that was 23 in the Bills. Yes, Tom Brady's in that conversation. Sure. He might be the most accomplished. I didn't actually realize. I forgot that I heard you doing a radio right. show. And, and I, I said also that I thought Jordan was the one guy where he was physically the best, and mm. then he had the hardware to back it up. For sure. And I think, but I've, I've honestly, I've brought this up before to people. I've always, because I always think we're prisoners of the moment. And I think the thing with Jordan is just his legacy just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And also everyone that covered Jordan was like always in awe of him. And, and I also want to start talking about one guy. The other reason I bring this up is as we're going to have Buker on, I want to talk NBA and everything. Um, You have 
I don't know if it's a hatred. That's too strong of a word. You really dislike Kobe. Yes. Who is always compared to Jordan. Right. And there's this notion with Jordan lovers that Kobe, like even comparing the two is an insult to Jordan. Right. First, can you explain your loathing for Kobe? Well, I think Kobe is awesome player. I recognize that he's one of the greatest of all time. Okay. Uh, I do not like when people say he's one of the two, three greatest of all time. Why? Uh, because, first of all, uh, you know, first of all, let's go to the rings. So he's got five rings. That's the, that's the thing with NBA. It's they always want to go to the rings. Right. So that, so let's start there. Okay, we start with the rings. So he's got five. He won Jordan three of them when he was the second best player on his own team. So right. he was the Scottie Pippen. And that's why so, that NBA Finals MVP stat for Jordan is always so big. Because Abdul-Jabbar right. had um, – Magic. Magic, excuse James me. James Worthy. Yes. I mean, all, and, and Bill Russell had all those incredible Celtics John as Havlicek, well. John Havlicek, Bob Cousy. But, you know, everyone downplays Pippen. Right. You Rodman, know, Kukoc. Right. Yes. And, and, and I, that's my thing is the only thing I'll give to Jordan is he never had a point guard. Right. That was really that great. And no one, you know, all the other guys, I mean, Magic Johnson, I mean, come on. You know? Yeah. Um, but why, but you never explained, so why not Kobe? What, what do you not like about him? Well, I, I think there's that standpoint. I think he's a very selfish person. He really got on my bad side when he got caught cheating on his wife, and he said, uh, maybe I should pay my girls like Shaq to keep them quiet. I was pretty much – What about that, the fact him, that he cheated or he blasted somebody else? You know what? I mean, I understand men cheat. No, no man's perfect. I, I'm going to be honest. Michael Jordan, I mean – Well, yeah, I'm not – We've it, heard it, the it's not about. It's about you basically tried to ruin someone else's life gotcha. to cover up your own mistake. Your ship was going off. down, so you brought someone Let else with you. Let me bring someone with me, and yeah. maybe that can deflect some of the criticism. I, and then he talks about even this year. Walking off the practice court when he's yelling at uh, Mitch Kupchak, right? Is that the right. GM out there? Right. These guys are soft as Charmin, soft as. Sh- well, Kobe, you're the one making twenty five million dollars a year, preventing I, them from signing other. So people. I don't really want to hear it. He wants his cake and he eats it too. See, because I and he's not been as clutch as people think. He's mm. again, you go back through some big playoff games. He's not been that great. Even when they closed out the Lakers in that game seven, he was like six for twenty four. In the game. My, uh, my thing with Kobe is I have had a hate-love relationship with Kobe. Right. I hated Kobe being from Philadelphia. And if you remember 2001, they played the Sixers in the finals. And he came out and said, I'm going to rip their hearts out. Right. I'm going to rip this city's hearts out. And Philadelphia turned on him hard. And then I he mean, got we, mad when they booed him at the All-Star game. Right. right? Exactly. And we booed. Cake and eat it, too. We booed, two. we booed Beyonce. Right. Because she was wearing a Lakers jersey. That's how bad it got from that whole feeling. Right. And... Um, so that I hated him, and then lately, with how brutally honest he's been in the media, taking shots at people, openly cursing in front of people, I've read some articles about him where he really seems to not give a damn. Which that what you were saying earlier about oh, I'm breaking things. I've dropped the baseball bat. Uh, calling out Shaq, worrying about his image. That's what I didn't like about younger Kobe. Younger Kobe was like, where do I stand? And you never hear those stories about Jordan. But I also wonder if it's because they didn't start covering the NBA until the early 90s when he had already grown up and matured. He was already in the NBA seven years before I think people started really caring about him. Right. But he did have 85-86 the dunk contest when he dunked from the from the free throw line. Yeah, he was the most physically talented guy in the end of the 80s. He just had great teams in the Detroit Pistons, the right. Celtics, the Lakers right. that he, they were not able to overcome until they got the Scottie Pippins and the Horace right. Grants of the world. My other kid, my other thing out. is like when you look at the teams of the 90s and you look at the talent, there really wasn't a lot of talent out there. Charles Barkley was kind of playing by himself. Uh, you look, I mean, even Malone and Stockton. What else did they have? 
Jeff Hornacek, yeah. Greg Montrose. Like, like you look at. I the mean, NBA, the, those three guys you just named were on the NBA all time fifty best players. Let's I understand, so you but know. in terms of like guys to match up, like there was no one that could cover Jordan in the NBA. Okay, you know, but it's also like okay, well then let's bring in Wilt Chamberlain. There was nobody to cover that guy, and he's never even brought well, into this discussion. I think you're saying that's part of his greatness is the fact that he was an athlete again that was kind of ahead of his time. Mm. Where we talk about, we've gotten into this conversation before, like Babe Ruth, uh, even a Muhammad Ali. They're kind of before their time in the fact of they are just bringing something athletically that we have not seen yet. That's why, in my opinion, uh, I have no problem saying I think LeBron James is the, he's definitely one of the three greatest players I have ever seen. You who would win in a one on one? In a one on one, in their prime, ooh, in their prime, or in a game. Let's not screw one on one. I think LeBron is a better overall player than Michael. Uh, really, as far as all, See, I think all a facets shooter. of the game, all oh, facets, passing, passing, yeah. rebounding, things like that. But I would say Michael Jordan would win still. Uh, Michael was amazing on defense too, and yeah, I think his jump shot fade away. That yeah. stuff would be just. I don't care. Did if you ever LeBron. have a childhood moment with Jordan? Uh, I did meet him before. Really? Yes. How old were you? Um, I was uh, ten or eleven, and um, you know, actually, maybe even a little older. Might have been twelve. He had won an NBA Finals. His first Finals was ninety-one against the Lakers. Uh, yes, my dad used to play in that celebrity golf tournament out in Tahoe. And, uh, and he loves golf. He loves golf. He loves gambling. My dad played a lot of gin rummy with Mike. Uh, so they what? did that. Phil yes. Sims and Michael Jordan playing gin rummy? Yeah, a lot. Yes. Was it the gin rummy 500 or was it gin rummy like th- like a thing of three and a thing of four? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not good with gin rummy. I'm actually, great at gin rummy. I'll yeah. take your money in gin rummy. So, Wait, hold on. So, like, were they gambling? Car- uh, yeah, they were gambling. Lots of money. In fact,. Uh, he still owes my dad a lot of money. Are you serious? Uh, yes, he does. Michael Jordan owes Phil Simms money? Yes, he does. How much are we talking? Uh, yeah, I, you know, hey, it's in the thousands, of course. Wow. Um, but uh, but yeah. your dad's too nice. He's not going to call him up. My dad's not going to call him. And what really happened, this is how it all played out. <laughs> Michael's manager came to my dad after, and uh, he's like, hey, uh, I know Michael owes you some money. You know, Where would you like me to mail this to, ship it to, blah, blah, blah. And my dad said, you know what? Don't worry about the money. Send me an autographed basketball. Send me an autographed jersey. My kid's obsessed with the above, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. and we'll call it even. Uh, I think he owed, he owed him around $20,000, somewhere in that range. Hold on a second. So, you just said it was maybe like in the no, thousands. No, I said it was in the thousands. That's all I said. <laughs> Twenty, Yeah, 100000 is also in the thousands. I uh, couldn't bet 20000 on anything, let alone a game of gin rummy. But I met him when he was at the— Hold on. Don't change the story. Oh, okay. And what happened? Yeah, I Did he send well, the jersey? No, it, never, it never happened. No, it never happened. He never, never said the jersey it. or the no, ball? No. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, so whatever. If your dad sees him on TV, does he, like, make a comment? No, never. Uh, but I think my dad, if he, he really hasn't seen him in a long time, I think if he said it, he'd say something to Michael. Uh, <laughs> Adam, are, my dad, are, you thinking, are you thinking what I'm thinking right Michael now? Jordan on the podcast? I think we need Michael Jordan and Phil Sims on the podcast. Because yeah. dad's close to dad. Barkley, too. So dad, oh, really? Dad and Charles, yeah, they have a little history together. You he, know what? used it, to be gambling with them We're as getting well. off NBA, frankly, because Rick Bucher is giving us the old stiff arm right now. You know what uh, annoyed me? Is I thought about it. Okay, here's Phil Sims. Now that we've gotten to your dad, um, quarterback of the Giants for this long, won two Super Bowls, and he never hosted Saturday Night Live, right? Like Eli's done Saturday Night Live, Brady's done. Like I feel like in New York at that era, how did he not do but SNL? It, it really wasn't the popular thing to do. I was going to say in vogue for you. Nice. Uh, yeah, Sims but, has a problem saying in vogue. Yes. Uh, but at that time, you know, there, there was – I don't remember athletes hosting Saturday Night Live. I don't remember being a oh. young kid and going – 
I can remember the first one I remember hosting Saturday Night Live was either might have been Jordan, wow. like in the early nineties. Jordan's just stealing things from your dad. Or or uh, <laughs> Joe Montana also did it, like maybe in the early nineties after they won that four Super Bowl. Gotcha. Those were the only guys. I feel like. Kind of Peyton oh, broke I feel the like ice your dad would have been hilarious with his country yeah. twang on there. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Jordan stole from your dad, but you were still a fan. Huge fan. Uh, but I met him at, uh, he at was a, at a blackjack tournament. table, actually. It's unbelievable how much and, he uh, Yeah, and uh, he, you know, we slapped five. He signed two uh, cards that I had of, of him. Right. He signed them. I still got them. And um, they're fading, though. Uh, and that was my, my brief moment with him. I did see him play in person a few times. I've told you that. Right, uh, I right, got straight right. A's once. And your dad took My dad took me there. to the United Center. Shaquille's rookie year. He scored 69 points that night. That's and then unbelievable. His last year with the Bulls, uh, we had season tickets on the floor for the New Jersey Nets. Wow. And I got to go watch him then One as well. of my biggest regrets in life. Didn't get to see him. Yep. Yeah. I saw Kobe in his prime, though. Right. He came He came to the six. uh to Philadelphia, and it was like Allen Iverson kind of retired, and he came back, right. and Iverson dropped 15 in the third quarter, and everyone's like, he, he's alive! Allen Iverson's alive! And like at like middle end of the fourth, and there with my dad, and Kobe kind of puts this guy on his back in the block, and the whole place just kind of went, what? Right. And he turned around, knocked it down, and I was like, and I was like, that was awesome! And I'm a Sixers fan, I was like, sure. that was awesome! And everyone's like, what? I was like, dude, we just witnessed Kobe being Kobe. Like, you need to appreciate seeing that in person sure but that's the thing i think the reason they always compared kobe to jordan was what you're saying with the gambling that killer instinct yes they thought kobe had the same killer and instinct. he did i i don't take that away from him uh but at the same time too uh yeah there's other flaws with kobe you know i always felt like kobe was trying to be michael it wasn't just be kobe oh, bryant if you I closed really... your eyes during a kobe bryant interview yeah. early in his career it sounded like jordan the tongue the mannerisms, sticking out yes, yes he chewed gum the same but way. why is it then bad? people say he's not street enough and also the next year he comes back and he's fully tatted so uh, it's just little things like that that always bothered me little rg3 in him a little bit he's listens to what idiots say and it bothers him. see that's crazy because I, I i don't know i've fallen in love with kobe and his i don't give a crap attitude um but you know what the problem with him is he played with shaq and and that goes to back what you were saying before bringing shaq down shaq was larger than life right and th- i look at shaq and i go man you could have been the greatest of all time he really could have. Yeah. Well, he certainly was he's in that discussion is it for you jordan and then a big gap and then everybody else uh no, I don't. I don't think it's a huge. I think he's definitely number one. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, I I got a Magic Johnson would probably be oh. my two. I mean, I I grew up also loving Magic Johnson. It's incredible. Um, I've watched a lot of documentaries about Magic and Jordan, and it's incredible the love that was shared for Magic Johnson. Yeah. He was the first. I mean. No, Muhammad Ali was like the first big superstar. But Magic Johnson owned America. Yes. Owned it. In a lot of ways. I mean, he was uh, so talented. Showtime Lakers. Oh. They what they were in nine NBA finals. Unbelievable. Uh, so that's unbelievable. He won five of them. And he, you know, unlike a Michael or Kobe, did not need to shoot the ball 30 times a game. He could oh, look exactly. at, you know, you've seen the Bird vs. Magic, the HBO special. That was incredible. It's amazing. And they just say, they say it right. They played a lot like I think we see LeBron play now, those guys. It's where it's, you know, 15 shots a game, probably going to make 12 to 10 of them. Right. Uh, but they're going to get 10 assists, be somewhere around the 10 rebound area. Sure. Like extremely efficient. 
and they maximize every trip down the down the court. You brought up LeBron, and I think what's interesting about LeBron is anytime you're a child and you get put on the cover of Sports Illustrated and donned the king, right. the pressure for LeBron was always to replace Jordan. Right. And now early on they were saying it's more like magic. Do you think anyone will ever touch Jordan because of the legacy that's created? Like what happens if a guy goes out there, young kid, Six titles, six MVPs. Jordan went to the playoffs 13 out of 15 years. Uh, he won re- He won five regular season MVPs. Right, and really could have won eight. I mean, he be- almost became like the Bill Belichick. It's like, we are not. We know he's the coach of the year. We can't give it to him every year. Right, I right, mean, right. Oh, no, I, I, he had know? ten scoring titles. Um, I mean, his stats are insane. If somebody does that, will they even get close or because of Jordan's legacy and over time, like right now people are like, ah, Joe Montana. Well, you, know see, this I mean? is, you need the other, to me to get to that Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Babe Ruth, you need that other, what to bring what to the table. See, Jordan got lucky in the fact that he also was a part of the rise of Nike and air in your sneakers. Uh, Muhammad Ali must be the shoes. Muhammad Ali revolted against the Vietnam War. Right. So he becomes an icon. Babe Ruth was not only home runs in the most American sport, but yeah, he was the first athlete that was making money. He was, of course, radio and all that. All that. Came sure, to but I mean, peak, I, you but, could say right now, like someone like LeBron, he came at the emergence of social media that is and true. the access and yes. all that stuff. I mean, in the end. Is NBA a sport that we are going to judge our athletes and our superstars solely based on the numbers? Yeah. It, to me, it's the number one sport where all, everyone always brings up how many All-Star games, how many MVPs. And I and for me, it's... You hear that more, but at least you don't always hear the championship thing to me. At least you think that's more in football? I think you do hear that more in football, yeah. Well, Super Bowl has a ring to it. That people are so obsessed with. Right. You know, there is that importance put on the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, like, what are we going to say? Robert Ory's a better basketball player than Charles Barkley? Is Robert Ory a Hall of Famer? No. See, and, and I like people that have the debate with Hall of Fame where they go, can you tell the story of the NBA without this player? Right. Can you tell the story of the NBA without Robert Ory and the shots that he hit? I mean, seriously, the shots for the Lakers, the shots for the Rockets. I mean, the big shot, Bob. Yeah, I understand. He's part of the but story. But he's a role player. He's an NBA legend. He's not an NBA Hall of Famer. Mm. That would be. Do you remember where you were with Robert Ory shots? Man, I do a lot of them. I mean, I, I was at my house. I was in Tampa. I can remember the big one with the Lakers against, what was that, Sacramento? Top of the key. I was in my ha- my, my mom and dad's house in New Jersey. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I feel like another one against San Antonio is when I was living in Tampa. Other than time. Jordan, who's who's your favorite player of uh, all time? Other than Jordan and LeBron. Oh, yeah. I would be, LeBron would be, too. I, I mean, Magic would be my, my next guy. Magic. I know Steven Nelson just walked in. His is Vladi Diva. Magic's the most charismatic athlete I Love ever Vlade. met. The nicest, pure, like, you look in his Magic. eyes. Yes, Magic was amazing. That's interesting. I met him right after he had just got HIV. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah, you told this story. Yeah. And he was so nice to you. Couldn't be nicer. Mine would go, number one, I, I, I got to give it to Iverson just because of my childhood and what he was like. Sure. And, and He was ultra exciting there uh, for he was amazing. eight years. I would go Iverson one, and then number two for me is Daryl Dawkins, Chocolate Thunder. He was on the radio last night. He is so funny. He would name all his dunks, so he would like dunk on someone and be like, that is Thunderlicious Vanilla. And it was like, <laughs> what? that's so awesome. And then number three for me is Pete Maravich. Oh, Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete Maravich. For me, that was more like growing up with my dad, and he would like play. He played. We watched 
the movie together. Right. I read the book about Pistol Pete. Movie's great. And the documentary about Pistol Pete, when you realize that he is a freshman at LSU. Right. And freshman could not play on the big college team. Right. And he was selling out LSU's arena, and the regular team couldn't. Yeah. What he was like in that area and just the, the passes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty sick. All right, hit the, <laughs> hit the music for our favorite Vladdy Divac fan. We've talked to best. Oh, it is a rough day for DJ Jazzy Dude, Fendrick. Josh Fendrick is having his worst podcast episode ever, episode 14. That's hot. Hit us up on the on the, on the the Twitter, at Sims and Lefko, and let us know what you think about Josh's performance. We're having sound difficulties all day today. He's checked <laughs> the con- the this is the ninth time he's checked the connection. Uh, I think I think Steven's going to have to go. Can, okay, can you me. not Can you not wow. drop the volume down? And then I'm going to drop it down low. Can you not drop it down low? All right, Steven. Drop it down low. Richard Incognito. Oh. Signed with the Buffalo Bills. Rex Ryan said he wanted to build a bully that will punish opponents for 60 full minutes. If you could sign a fictional bully from film or television to your football team. There you go, Josh. That sounds great. would it be? Darn it. You got to go first here. All right, so... Fictional bully. Fictional bully. The first one that came to mind was Thunderlips from Rocky. Wasn't that um, Mr. T? Oh, yeah, you're right. Was he Thunderlips? Was he Thunderlips or was Hulk Hogan Thunderlips? That was Hogan. That, Hogan, Hogan was Thunderlips. Then what was Mr. T's character? Oh, something. Crusher or... Uh... I don't remember. But actually, the first one I thought was the uh, Rocky Four, the Russian. Right. What was his name? Drago. Drago. Drago at defensive end, to me, is like J.J. Watt. Right. I would I would do Drago. Oh, I'm totally going like opposite of that. I'm going Clubber like... Lang. I'm going Clubber Lang. Clubber Thank Lang. You. There we go. Uh, I'm going like Joe Pesci, Goodfellas. I want my guy to <laughs> what, come in there. What, am I funny? There. Like a clown? Yeah. I, w- <laughs> I want my guy that is, is in there. <laughs> going to think everything's good. Oh, this little small guy's not going to beat me up. And then bam, 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 he whoops your butt. Hey, Sticks. Shoots you. Make us some coffee. Whoops. A lot of intriguing options here. Frederick, do you have a bully? This is <laughs> we've lost. I, I have a number of bullies. I actually didn't even hear the question because I was so concerned with the connection on the soundboard. Don't worry about it. Just hit this what out. else? You got another bully for us? Anything yeah, that came to your mind? I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, you could go with you could go with Biff, but Ooh. he's he's like a fake tough guy though. Right. Yeah. That's why I wouldn't want him on my team. Right. Yeah. Uh, you could go with Spike from Little Giants, just based Ooh. on pure potential. Right. Did you ever watch Little Giants? Yeah. Off the charts. Sure. Um, Maybe I'm thinking a little. I feel like you were Spike. Too (laughs) broy. No, were you Spike? No, no, you were Icebox. uh, TJ uh, Floyd. Oh yeah, you were the you were the new kid in town that moved there that was throwing toilet paper rolls. Wasn't he? Was he left-handed? He might have been left-handed. Junior Floyd. Do you you remember that kid's name? Yeah. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. That part. Sure. Oh, who's the new kid? The one that Icebox fell for? Oh yeah, right. Wow. Hey, maybe I'm not gonna say it. Okay. <laughs> DJ Fendrick. <laughs> Fendrick right now is sweating profusely. <laughs> the NBA All Star Game. Uh-oh, we got a sense poor of the trans- poor transition. Can be seen on a couple of great networks. TNT and NBA TV. Friday is the All Star Celebrity Game. Ooh. Now Sims and Lefko, for God knows why. We're not invited to play yeah, what the in this hell? year's Unbelievable. game. But in our fictional game, you both are captains. Right? Fill out your starting five, two celebrities, 
two athletes, and only one of those athletes can play basketball. And we're the coaches? You are playing against each other. So we're playing, it's and basically I get two athletes and celeb- two celebrities. It's a celebrity all-star game draft between you two right now. All right, two celebrities, you get the first pick. Two athletes. Two celebrities, two athletes. And they can't be basketball players. Only athletes. one can play basketball. No, no basketball. No basketball My first player. celebrity is can- I'm going Vince Vaughn. Okay, I need oh, a little you're a little size size. in the post. I need someone to make me laugh when things aren't going so good. I'm going Vince Vaughn. See, I'm not worried about things not going well, so comedians – I'm good. <laughs> I am going to go with, oh, man, um, someone I want to be athletic. So we're doing celebrity. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to fill out my point guard position. I'm going to take Kevin Hart. I completely went against he, what he I was cro- saying. He crossed my mm. mind. All right. So Kevin Hart's my point guard. You need okay. that comedian, huh? Yeah, I, I messed up. Yeah. I brain farted. I panicked. And I went, hey, he looks athletic. <laughs> All right, so you have who? Another celebrity now? No, do an NFL player. Do yeah. Oh, an NFL player. You I'm, played with a bunch, so you yeah, should. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm just going to go with a guy that I know is like a freaky, freaky athlete. I'm going to go like Julio Jones. That's a good one. I figure he can probably he can catch the ball. We know that he's probably got a jump shot, and he will dunk on your head. And I'm going to pick my big man, and I'm going to take. Indomitian Sue. Mm, that is a because solid. Choice. I'm if you come in the lane, I don't want you thinking about it again. You got to pick. We got to pick a girl. Of course. Okay. It's now do female girl. celebrity. Uh, I'm going Rihanna. <laughs> all the way. What? Yeah. <laughs> we all know why you made that pick. Why? No, I don't know why. You got s- some fury in her. You ever seen This Is the End when she throws that right hook on that guy? And no. How does that go? Her? She he grabs her butt, you know that one comedian, and then he she turns around and slaps. Oh, in the movie, him. yes. What Rihanna songs can you sing? Uh, I can sing a lot of them. Let's hear one umbrella, of them. Umbrella, Ella, eh, eh, umbrella. You just wanted to sing, but I, I got did. I got Rihanna. Who are you going with? Oh, then I'm going to take it a step further and do the person Rihanna wishes she was, and Beyonce is my power forward. Man, unbelievable! Powerful legs wow. can probably dunk a basketball. <laughs> And she watches a lot of basketball with Jay Z, so she knows what's going on. So does Rihanna. She's yeah, but date, she's hanging she dates out. Them. Yeah, but she's hanging out with J.R. Smith. So you're going to get a few technical fouls, and I'm going to get a few. That's what I want on my team. You know what? Okay, so then we have one more spot. Let's make it one random person, one former guest of the podcast in our fifth spot. Oh, former guest? Yes. For basketball? Oh, do you want to? You get you get the first pick. So I know who you should take. I mean, I don't know if I want to take Brandon Marshall or Michael Vick. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so uh, I think I'll go Brandon Marshall, though. And I will pick Phil Sims. Straight hilarity. I want Phil Sims versus Chris Sims on the block with Indomitian Sue setting screens. You know get, Phil's getting shaped. Phil's getting old, though. Phil just wants to sit out by the three-point line. He ain't going to mix it up. Can Phil shoot? Yeah, Phil can shoot. Phil can ball. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, none right. of you guys picked Julius Thomas. I thought one of you would pick Julius for sure. Oh, because he played in Portland? Oh, he did play, yeah, basketball. right. California, Rick Buecher, the man, the myth, the legend of NBA. We've been waiting for you. We had a debate earlier, and I want to ask you something. The conversation about a Mr. Michael Jordan has gone on for a very long time, and everyone automatically crowns him the greatest basketball player of all time. I have brought up other names like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I have said Bill Russell. Mr. Chris Sims, he is still feeling the fury of Michael Jordan. Is it 
guaranteed that Jordan's the best basketball player of all time, or is there an argument elsewhere? No, I don't think there's an argument elsewhere. I wouldn't immediately go to to Bill Russell. Obviously, this is this is like anything. We all, you know, some people like vanilla ice cream. Some people like vanilla bean. Somebody, some people like chocolate. Some people they like mocha. And a lot of times, it's the same thing. It just looks kind of different. In this case, it is different. It's it's significantly different. I mean, anytime we, we have a conversation about who the best big man is and who the best guard is, you're going to have a debate that I don't know that you can settle. But for me, I can't. I, I, I don't go Bill Russell because as much as he was a winner, I look at those teams and I look at all the elements around him, and I can't help but feel that there was a lot of other parts that right. made them great. He was the catalyst, but he wasn't. And he had a lot of success, and he was vital to the formula. But if we take him, stand, take him apart, I don't know that he had the skills that you would want to say this was the best player. Now, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that's the guy that I would probably make the strongest argument for wow. as being the all-time great player. Because in his day, and simply, you know, by the virtue of the game, when you have a big man, who can protect the rim the way Kareem could in his heyday. I think a lot of people, particularly in this, uh, in this generation, the best that they were, the most that they remember of, of Kareem was the old Kareem, mm. who got up and down the floor with Magic and James Worthy. And with the Rex specs. A, yeah, but, I mean, if you go back to, like, and I didn't see him in college, and I can't say that I even saw him when he was in Milwaukee, but I, I know people who have, just like people who saw the great Marvita Sabonis before he came over here and before he had a, an Achilles injury, and they say, this guy could do it, this guy could do it all. He wasn't the old Kareem kind of, you waited for him to come down court and then he gave him, he gave him the ball and he beat you with the unbeatable skyhook. This was a guy who was, had the athleticism and the grace of a Kevin Garnett and the size and the strength and the ability to operate on the post, who could pass, who could score, who could lead your team, who was, and, and was a little bit of a, I don't know, this is a podcast, right? Yes. Yo, yo, oh, oh, Rick, let me tell you something really quick. We have a rule in the podcast. Everyone is yeah. allowed one curse. Just let us okay. know when you're about to use it. And, in fact, you can okay. use as many as you want. I think I'm about to use that now. Can I turn in my card? I'm turning yes, in my turn it in. I'm turning in my voucher now. He was a little bit of a dick. Ooh. And I think that if you're going to be the best player, I think you have to be that. I think you have to have that edge. That's where, that's where you know, Michael Jordan, that's, that's part of who he was. Right. Kobe Bryant, that's part of who he was. It's why it's hard for me to fully wrap my arms around LeBron James because LeBron James – leans in that direction and then goes, no, 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 what I meant was, oh, did uh, I hurt your feelings? I'm sorry. I, I, and, I, and it's like, no, own it. Sometimes you got to be a dick. And that's, I think, the, it's funny you brought up yeah, Kobe because Sims is, like, conflicted with Kobe. I am. I realize Kobe is, you know, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, but there's things I don't like about Kobe uh, I feel like he wants his cake and eats it, you know, wants it, wants his cake and wants to eat it too. Like he's going to yell at Mitch Kupchak about the team being as soft as Charmin, but yet he's the one getting paid $25 million to where they can't sign other players. Uh, I'll never get over the fact that he threw Shaq under the bus about the whole infidelity.
liability situation early in his career. So I guess I would like to just hear from you, Rick. Uh, what are your thoughts on Kobe? I know you've been with him before. You've dealt with him before. Uh, I just would like to hear you talk about him. Well, I, a couple a couple things. And, I, and there are certain aspects of him that, that I can't rightly defend. I can only explain why they are the way they are. Right. And the number one, number one is he didn't have that opportunity to go to college and to have a couple of years where Michael Jordan did to, to develop those social graces right. and to understand the politics of how you deal with people and how you can, if you're going to be, if you're going to be a dick, be it behind the scenes or do it in ways that are a little more palatable for people. Kobe never, never got a chance to develop that Two, He came in, to a veteran Lakers team as a as a as a high school guy who fully confident, ready to get his, and let's be let's be honest, a number of veterans who were like, no, wait your turn, Rook. No, we're we're and 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 we're more than willing to kind of step on him. And so he learned the NBA game is you got to take care of your own and. I, I can't be I can't be nice here. So right. that was his introduction, and uh, there was uh, the the you know the part about you know not giving up the money right to to allow the team to be developed. I, I, it's it's he feels as if wait a minute I didn't build I didn't structure this I'm making you way more money that I'm actually getting paid, and now you want me to give money back because you constructed this so that that's what we have to do to win. Screw you. I'm not doing that. It's your job to figure out how to put a winning team around me. I shouldn't have to pay for that. And now there have been other guys who have gone along with that, but how many have done that? I mean, Tim Duncan has done that, right? Right. I don't know. I don't know who else has in the NBA. Did Michael Jordan do that with the with with the Bulls? He got paid thirty million his last year. Well, yeah, but early in his career, he was making three million dollars a year just until the last three years. So, yeah, but 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 he didn't have any control to make any more than that. He wasn't taking less so that they could build a better team. Right, right. That's just the place that he found himself in because of how how the the how the, the, the league was organized and right. how the salary cap was structured. So, you know, I, I, Kobe looks at it and says, I shouldn't have to do that. And, and, and Tim did it in part because he had been with Pop all along. Yes. And he had the confidence that if I give you the money, you will do spend the right it thing. wisely right. and do the right thing. I, I, can, I can be assured that you're going to do the right thing. Well, Kobe's been through enough machinations with the Lakers. He's he's looking at it, going, "I really trust you." Yeah, he and doesn't trust those the, guys at all. If I give you the money back, am I am I am I certain that you're going to use it the right way? No, I'm not. So I might as well take my money and put the onus on you to do your job. Okay, all right. So <clears throat> valid points. <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> Very valid points. Uh, I don't know if you'll get me to think a whole lot differently, but I will actually take that into account, especially the fact that the thing you said about college with Kobe. I do think that makes a lot of sense. But you all, you mentioned Greg Popovich. I've been dying to ask you this question. Greatest yeah. coach of the era, Greg Popovich or Phil Jackson? 
Oh, uh, yeah. I brought, this, I brought the heat with that one, Mr. Buker. I don't think you can You hear. did. Oh. You, you did. Because, I, 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 yeah, I mean, they're both great, and we know that. And they're certainly the two greatest coaches of the era, right? I mean, you wouldn't argue that. Yeah, and they're so different. Right. And they're so, it's, it, it, it's a little bit like the Belichick question. <laughs> yes. And, and the Tom Brady question. And, and I, my inclination, on one hand, is to say Popovich, because Popovich has done it. Uh, he, he has shown he has shown a versatility right. in the in the in the systems that he's used. He's gone from a very half court defensive oriented style to recognizing that the game has changed and speeding it up. We still think because Tim Duncan and Monty Ginobili and Tony Parker are there that they're playing the same way that they always have, yeah. and they're playing dramatically different. They're playing in a dramatically different way. And so I give him credit for that. On the other hand, he's never won back-to-back championships, much less three in a row. Right. And that – or or done it with a completely different set of superstars, yes. including including the difference between Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Right. So – Yeah, it's a Phil tough one. Shown, Phil has shown the flexibility to handle different – personalities he's done more and not to say that pop couldn't but he hasn't had to right on the other hand pop has showed a a greater versatility in the style that he's won championships with right and and boy i mean you're asking me to choose between those two yeah i know it's it's app i mean it's tough Uh, it really is i'm probably Probably going to lean toward Popovich, though. Uh, I'm with you. I think I'd probably go Popovich, too. Not that my basketball IQ is even in the same planet as yours, but... Less uh, overall star power? Well, and I just think, like you saying, he's kind of like the Belichick of his era. He's adjusted to the game and changes style to play. No matter who the cast of characters come through, oh, this will be a rebuilding year for San Antonio. Right. And then you know, there they are in the thick of things in the NBA playoffs. I also think Popovich has done so many things the last few years in terms of changing the way he coaches and benching guys. I always feel like everyone's stealing from Popovich over the years, where Phil, it's he just makes the most, most powerful unit possible. Yeah, well, and, and, and here's the other part that probably gives Popovich the edge is Look at how many guys have come from the San Antonio tree that have moved on and had great success. Who have he, He's empowered people, and he's developed great coaches and great GMs. And you look at what Phil has developed, and he there's nobody. There's, there's nobody that you look at who came from the Phil tree that have been able to move on and have any degree of success. And I also can't help but think about the Phoenix – the back-to-back series against Phoenix, particularly when they were up 3-1 in the series and lost. Mm. And that, for me, he should have found that, – that, that, for me, is, that was when, you know, you had Kobe and then you had Smush Parker and you had Kwame Brown, and he couldn't find a way to right. get out of that first round. Right. That, that counts against him in my book. You know, how much we can debate, but – and, and look, Pop has had his disappointments too. He's 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 lost. You know, he hasn't won a championship every year. He's lost some rounds where he thought that they would win. Right. But 
but not in that way. Certainly yeah. not up three to one in a series. Yeah, I think that you know, I, well, I won't even get into it. I could talk to you forever. Uh, uh, but this is the other thing I want to ask you, just to get re- – that's why sometimes I think I dock Kobe Bryant, just to get back to that, because the way they lost to the Detroit Pistons with Shaquille O'Neal in his prime, I'm always one that says, I bet you if you put LeBron James on that team instead of Kobe Bryant, they don't lose 4-1 to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, but this is what I wanted to ask you. I'm sorry I added that in. You got me all excited, Buker. Uh, the big thing I want to ask you right now, just recent NBA, if you had a bet, are the Atlanta Hawks going to go to the NBA Finals in the East? I'm not betting on that. No. You, if you had to pick somebody from the East, you go in Cleveland? I'm probably going to go Chicago. Okay, Chicago. And then if you had to pick somebody from the West, I'd like to hear That's that too. That's a lot too. tougher. I'm probably going to go San Antonio. Okay, mm, awesome. As much as that would that would go against the precedent, I just feel like we haven't seen their best basketball. I feel as if they know, look, it doesn't really start for us. It doesn't matter whether we have home court advantage. It none, of, none of that matters. Right. We just need to get to April. Now, I'm really concerned about that team with that age going to a third consecutive final. Right. I mean, that, they're, they're, that, that does give me pause. But I look, at, I look at the Golden State Warriors, and as much as I'd like to get behind that team, I, I thought the Hawks the other night raised a great question about them, which is when they have to put – can they put five players on the floor at the end of the game who can defend their position – and be an offensive threat, however it may be, right. that, that, that you can't leave them alone. And I know San Antonio can do that. I know Memphis can do that. I would actually, I'd love to get behind Memphis if I knew that Vince Carter was going to be healthy at the end of the year. Ah, I know. I, I, I've, heard, I've heard that before. I mean, they're, 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 uh, I haven't watched Memphis they're, they're this year. They're so but, physical. They're yeah, so scrappy. Right. All right, Buker, you are the man, my friend. Thank you for getting on with the podcast. You are a friend of the podcast, my friend. My pleasure. All right. Talk Thanks, to you man. Later. Have a good one. You got it. All right. That uh, was the most enjoyable podcast of the year for me. Yeah, you love talking ball, huh? I do. Well, I like knowing when I don't know. But, oh, you, know, you think I like, you know everything. No, no. I like the fact that I don't – I know I don't know, but I like to hear what guys who – not saying Rick Bucher has all the answers, but he's he around a lot. lot of people, too, that do know the answers. Yeah, he's, so. he's been involved in basketball. All right, let's go to some so – can we get us uh, some music? Oh, of course we can get some music. Because yeah. uh, uh, Fendrick did a good deed. Let's give him some props. Yeah. He went he, – uh, he asked some – Whoa, who, who wants – who has questions from the Twitter? Again, if you want to ask your questions – at Simpson Lefko, you can ask questions, and Fendrick will read them on the Twitter account. Yeah, we got, a, we got a bunch of questions. Oh, you want some music? Yeah, I forgot. Man. All, right, all right, let me get the music on here. I'm a sucker for music. Hey. You like that hey, music? Yeah, hey, you like that song. Hey, hey. Uh, loyal podcast listener, Seahawk Scout. He is a loyal. He hey, is a very, Seahawk Scout, you're the man. Yeah. Uh, with my favorite question of the week, in the spirit of Sims being flirty, Who's the player in the NFL that each of you would want to sit down and have a beer with? Oh, a little flirty beer, huh? Uh, 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 I love it. Mine's pretty easy. Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You'd like? What would you like? You just like to have a beer? Yeah. And- I'd never really gotten to talk to him in length or anything like that. Uh, I, I would, he would be the guy. Yeah, the guy that I'd like to sit down and really pick their brain. Um, Richard Sherman. 
Yeah, Richard. I was gonna say Richard Sherman, Beast Mode. Those would be other. I guys. don't want to have a beer with with Marshawn Lynch. Really? Not that I don't like him, but I think I could have a really interesting conversation with Richard Sherman. Right. I want to hear his take on a lot of things. Uh, speaking of flirty, uh, you told me that it happened to you again. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. It's the gift that keeps on giving. What Thank happened you to now? Lefko. Uh So Mrs. Sims. There was a business, a business card in my middle console. Uh, Wait, what? It was a business card in my middle console of my car. Okay, and whose was it? It was a girl from the gym. She worked at the gym. What's her name? She oh. was going to okay. a new gym. Oh, right, same Equinox gym, but she was moving to a new she location. She said, "Hey, check me out at this new location." Right, and she wrote her number on there. And so this was back in October. Let me just tell you. Oh, but, so I got the card and I just threw it in my middle console, and it's been sitting there since October. Sure. But my wife came upon it this weekend, and she picked it up and she looked at you and said, "Maybe I'm being naive. Maybe Adam's right. You are flirty. Maybe you're doing <laughs> things with girls, and maybe I'm just being a naive housewife. I'm here in Connecticut, and you're in New York, and you have this totally different life." The voice is amazing. That is unbelievable. Uh, what's incredible is she can't just say like all Little. those things. She has to put right in the beginning. I love that she's she's just starting with maybe Adam's right. Like I came to her one day and said, Mrs. Sims, <laughs> I'm extremely concerned about your husband. <laughs> I think you should be equally concerned. Mother. No, I'm not going to use that <laughs> music. Mrs. Sims. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking... Chris is kind of handsy at work, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he's being handsy to the right person. I can't live it down. <laughs> and therefore, as long as I can't live it down, you won't either. I love you, And you know what? The phone conversation you had today is not going to calm those fears for her. The what? She called when we were on set, right. and she was like, hey, just wanted to say hi, like thinking about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, Sims was like, yeah, we're about to shoot a video, so I can't talk right now. You know, but, uh, oh, I can't. You're breaking up. Can't really hear you. We're in the studio. All right. You know, <laughs> bye, bye. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, you better hope she doesn't listen to this podcast, or else Sims is going to get upset at you now. She won't. Uh, and uh, <laughs> hey, that's when when there's business to be done. That's just the way I talk to my lady. That's true. She knows. Speaking of business, uh, Harry Cleary <laughs> at H underscore C underscore brand wants to know. Good transition, Josh. Who do you think should take Michael Sam, if anyone? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I think, to be honest, we'll wait and see when it comes to training camps and OTAs, and we'll see if he tries to report anywhere, and we'll see if it's a, you know, if he's able to get on the field, you know? Yeah, I mean, if I it's ha- interesting how quickly that story died. It is with it is how big fast. it was, right? Yet we're still hearing Johnny Manziel stuff and all those things. But he is just, uh, you know, if he comes in playing shape and he looks great, I I don't know why you wouldn't bring the guy in to see if if you need help. Who needs defensive end pass rushing? Well, I, I I just I don't even always think about it like that either. I just I think you know the the other thing too is even though teams might like him, they just might not want to deal. It's just, you know, do they want to deal with the extra hundred cameras at practice and right. all the media requests and just, you know, oh, we want to interview this guy so we could talk about Michael Sam. How does Sam. that work? Coaches get sick of that. How does it work with a guy uh, logistically that is looking at to, to try out for a team? How, does the agent contact the team? Yes, the agent will, you know, a lot of times agents will continue to 
uh, every week email a list of players they have that are available to gotcha. GMs. And the GMs, of course, hopefully they're doing their due diligence and they might see a player they like. I but- think if Michael Sam's going to get into the NFL, the way I look at it from the media perspective, he's going to have to do some private video stuff. Uh, he, some some news is going to have to come out that he's in better shape than he's ever been. Yes. He's going to have to make waves on his own and then also kind of do what you just said is is somehow convince GMs that he is not going to be a distraction, right. which is he cannot convince it'll be, people. It'll be tough. I, that's why, I, to me, the city where he goes to is a big thing, too. Like, St. Louis made sense because he was a Missouri player. Right. So there was some familiarity to that situation. Good word. But. Uh, I, I to me the, the makes always the most sense New York Miami uh, that would make sense to me as well. One, no, go ahead, Adam. No, go for it. I just got one more Twitter question for you, but yeah, I, sure. cut you I off. like it. Uh, one more question, David Vaserka. I hope I'm saying that right. At Divaz, uh, what teams did you root for growing up? College teams, and Chris, what's the best college football venue to play at? Ooh. Thanks, guys. Uh, I grew up. Um, not really rooting for a lot of co- – I guess Penn State. Um, and then when I went to college, I became a Syracuse fan. Right. Um, but I didn't really – I wasn't that very big into college. Grew up in Philadelphia, it was, it was Eagles, Philly, Sixers, Flyers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pro teams and college teams. Yeah, pros team. I mean, of course, the Giants were my team growing up football. Loved the Yankees. Basketball. I was a Michael Jordan, you know, I was one of the – I jumped on that bandwagon hard. I rooted for the New Jersey Nets, but the Bulls were like, I was obsessed with Michael. Uh, College team, college football. uh, I I think the team I rooted for maybe the most, uh, at least that I feel like I was emotionally invested in, was like Florida State in the early 90s. They were kind of the new cool team that was hip on the scene. And Charlie I was, Ward. Yeah, I was 9, 10 years old. Ward Dunn's, Deion Sanders, you know. I got to see that in college. So I was just like, oh, wow, who's this team with all this, you know, flair and they're fun to watch and they'll play anybody anywhere. Sure. Uh, that, that was I grew up squad. loving also St. Joe's basketball and Villanova basketball. Right. Those were my two basketball. And best college venue to play at. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's the other one. Hmm, that's a that's a really tough one. Uh yeah, I to me right away it has to come down to uh being at the Rose Bowl National Championship game was really special. I didn't play there, so I guess I can't say that. But Texas A and M or Nebraska would be my the final two. I think Nebraska would probably take it. Wow. Uh, really? Yeah. I think it was. I've been to many games in Nebraska, yeah. having worked in that market. Why did you love it so well, much? Well, when I was in college, they were kind of in their prime still. So the big so, eight type of stuff. Yeah, they just coming the big off of twelve. That. You know, they won the national championship a few years before I got to school. Uh, they were in the national championship game. You know, sure. year I was in school. Uh, they never lost at home at that point. Right. Uh, we were. I was actually a part of the team that was like the second team to beat them there in Nebraska in like eighty something games. Right. Uh, and the stadium. I think it's special from the fact that there's nothing around. All of a sudden, it's game day, and uh, they fill. When 80, they have 000. a game at that stadium, it right. becomes that stadium. Yeah, what is it? This becomes the third largest city, city, third largest amount of people in the state of Nebraska. Right, I remember hearing that the stadium feels small, but Memorial it's eighty thousand. Yes. Eighty-four. And the fans are crazy nice, like to the point where. You walk from a field house where your locker room is, yes. and you got to walk under the grandstand through the fans to get to the field. And we're walking out for pregame warm-ups, and they basically just rope off a little single-aisle lane for you to walk through the crowd, and guys are getting their beers and hot dogs, whatever else. Uh, but 
they all were so polite. Hey, hey, Chris Sims, have a good game today. Best of luck to you. And I was like, what? Is he for real? And then the <laughs> next guy said it. And I was like, I was like, are these fans, like, are they messing with me? Yeah. Uh, so I was shocked at that. Then we did beat them, and they gave us a standing ovation. And they're all wearing red. Uh, I oh, thought that was pretty cool. So I worked there for two years. I covered the team, covered in Dominican Sioux, and I experienced what it was like to get booed by Nebraska fans. Uh, Nebraska was playing Texas Tech, and they were getting blown out 21-3 in the first half. They ended up making it a game, but the referees missed some big calls, right. and they never boo. I've heard Lee Corso say they're the most respectful fans. I witnessed them give Iowa a standing ovation after losing to them, Right, but I'm – me and the photographer were standing on the corner of the field, and we go, man, we got to go right across to get there in the halftime. So we went across the field. We hit the end at the same time the referees were walking out the exit. And right as I'm in the middle of 84,000 Nebraska fans, boo! And it felt like it was all directed at me and my yeah, photographer, yeah. Right. and I felt like one of my legs almost went out because it was so jarring to get booed, but unbelievably passionate. And the thing is, it's the only thing they have. Right. From Omaha to Lincoln to Hastings to North Platte all the way on the other side, it's all Nebraska. Right. That's all they care about. That's why Bo Pelini was like, I don't know if I could be here anymore. Uh, it's been an amazing show. Josh has been just ramrodded the entire time. Just a, a disaster for just, me today. Just one of the worst Wait shows. Wait you ever. edit this one-hour, 15-minute oh podcast. Oh, oh I'm going to have to pull an all-nighter to edit We've this. had some great moments. Steven Nelson, of course, Rick Bucher, getting Sims excited. I want to end on a serious note, and I hope you're okay with this. Uh, no, you can keep the music. No, don't keep the music. Turn it off. Um, best wishes out to your grandma. Thanks. Seriously. Appreciate it. Um, I think anytime you meet somebody like yourself and they come from a very good family and a very good background, it shows. To see, to hear how awesome your dad is and to hear how good of a person you are, it has to come from your grandmom. Best wishes out to her. Health, wealth, all that stuff. Thanks, man. Um, I want to say uh, keep responding to the to the Twitter profile, Sims and Lefko. Give us your questions because I think that was actually a very fun thing. It was. Hearing from you guys and what you want to say. Um, go to iTunes. If you want to give us a review, please do. Uh, if you want to put a comment there, do it. I know that helps out iTunes and all that stuff. We're going to keep doing this. We could talk NBA. We could talk anything. Uh, so also, if you even have questions, hey, talk about this. Let us know and we'll get to it. But as always, episode 14. Holy Crazy. crap. I can't believe we've been doing this for this long. Um, Sims and Lefko podcast. Always feel like I got no rhymes today. But I love everybody. Josh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Episode 15 will be dedicated to positivity for Josh Fendrick, our producer. Love everybody. I'm going to Soul Cycle. I'm going to get fit. We are doing it, by the way. They responded. It's either going to be all of Bleacher Report. We're going to have like a 58-person class I, I don't or even just the would, podcast. I was going to say, I don't even know if I, could, if I would be able to handle so that. So I don't having... know if we're going to have to videotape Sims doing it. End this podcast all right. first. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>